Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to The Trending Ticker. I'm your host, Parker Friedman, and today we finished with not one, but two all-time high in the three major indices, with the NASDAQ finishing up 0.73% to finish the day at 11,210, and the S&P finishing up seven points to finish at 3,389. These are two all-time highs for two out of the three major indices, like I said, and again, it just shows that this market is still, it's still churning, it's still pumping along, even with some dire economic conditions, we're still without a stimulus bill, people are still out of work and people are still able to pay for necessities such as rent. So it's really interesting to see these indices keep pumping higher. Some people think it's through the Fed manipulation that may be going on, and I would tend to agree with that. But again, the market's the market, and right now, even though it might be separated from economic conditions, it's still doing well, and it's still a good place to park your money. Now, the Dow did log, but lag behind today, finishing the day down 0.24%. But that these two all-time highs, while big news stories weren't the biggest news we had today, we had a number of large companies reporting earnings. And you know what? I think they were all good earnings calls. I think they were all good reports. So let's start off with maybe the biggest, and that's Walmart. Walmart beat estimates. They reported $1.56 per share of earnings versus the 1.25 the street expected. And revenues were up slightly, about $2 billion over expectations, $137 billion reported, and $135 billion expected. Same store sales rose 9.3%. And this is the big one. E-commerce was up a whopping 97%. Now, you know Walmart's never going to compete with Amazon. None of these brick-and-mortar retailers will ever be able to truly compete with Amazon at the same level. But to see e-commerce up for Walmart 97% is a huge win for the company. If they can really grow that business, it could, it could unload a whole new avenue for them. They can start closing down unprofitable stores and making their stores, their redistribution centers for their online e-commerce business. So it's a good sign to see these large industries get breaking into e-commerce. These lar large, long-standing industry staples like Walmart, like Target, who's reporting tomorrow. It'll be interesting to see their e-commerce number after we just got Walmarts today. But it's good to see these staples getting into e-commerce. It's good to see that they have been able to transition in a time of you know dire distress for the economy, like we've said, in open up new avenues of business. It's important and it shows that the strength in the company is still there. Now, Walmart did finish down on the day with the main concern being the lack of back to school shopping with numerous states announcing that they will not be having school in person and some states haven't even announced yet. It will be interesting to see how Walmart can fare without back to school shoppers. That is a major part of their business. You can't sit here and deny it. Every, you know, August, early September, you have kids and parents coming into their store and spending hundreds of dollars on new, either whether it be clothes, school supplies, a new laptop, whatever it may be. And that lack of a school year possibly could really be a detriment to the company's next earnings report. And that is where the stock finished down today, just under a percent. Now, I, I think it's that it's that back to school and then the fear of a, of a lack of a stimulus check that we still haven't gotten as Americans. And you know what? It, it, Nancy Pelosi came out and said that they would meet in the middle with the Republican lawmakers today. But I still don't think that's anywhere close to getting done. I think it's going to get tied up at least another month. 
So it'll be really interesting to see how Walmart can react to this new market where they don't have people with massive amounts of stimulus checks. So they're not going to go out and spend a ton of money. And like we said, no back to school market. That could be a huge drag on next quarter's revenues. It'll be interesting to see how it pans out. I'm still long-term bullish Walmart. I think Walmart, uh, this e-commerce number is the number that really strikes me. It really pushes me to be bullish about the company. I think if they can grow this e-commerce to even a, a higher level, and like I said, close down unprofitable stores and turn those stores into e-commerce redistribution centers, I think that's going to be the key. And if they can do that, I'm super, super long-term bullish on Walmart. So the next one was Home Depot. Now, yesterday we talked about how much home buying and sediment for buyers is rising. Well, homeowners clearly want to keep doing home projects too because Home Depot knocked earnings out of the park. $4.02 of EPS compared to the $3.68 expected number and $38 billion in revenues versus a $34 billion expected mark. That's a huge win. And same store sales growing of 25%. Wow. A lot of people like doing these home improvement projects clearly during quarantine. Uh, The CEO did come out and said he thinks the revenues were excelled by the stimulus checks. And that is why the stock finished down 1.15% today because people are concerned with a lack of stimulus checks that they will stop going to Home Depot. And I don't think that's the case. I think the housing numbers back that up. I think people are going to want to either refinance their homes, redo their homes and take out home equity loans, all that type of stuff because of how low interest rates are right now. And I don't think these do-it-yourself projects at home are going away anytime soon. I think people are going to have a lot more times in their hands because I think, you know, whether kids go to school, back to school or not, a lot of parents will be working from home and that will just be the case. And that's part of our new normal. We talked about it yesterday when we discussed Zoom. And this new normal is going to involve people being at home. And with people being at home, they're going to start to want to notice. They're going to want to do things over. They're going to start to notice things that are wrong. Like, oh, my God, this room needs to be repainted. I can't sit in this room all day and be on Zoom with this room painted like this. Oh, my God, our windows need to be redone. All of that. That's not going to go away. That's only going to grow because as you sit at home, you start to realize what is wrong with your home. You sit there and you go, I didn't notice that crack before. Oh, well, that, that that paint doesn't look good. That wallpaper is gross. What made me decide to put that up when I did? So these do-it-yourself projects aren't going away. I think the stimulus check scares for Home Depot are even less than Walmart. I think they're going to keep going on because people are going to be at home. They're going to start to notice those little things going on in their home, and they're going to want to keep doing it. I think the same thing to do with Walmart and the stimulus checks. Yeah, the Back to school, that that can can be a little bit of a concern. I can see that concern. I don't think the stimulus checks are going to really, really, they might slow the growth, but I don't think it's going to like drop. You're not going to have a lower number than you did a year. They're not going to decline year over year, I guess is my point. And I think, you know, if they can still show steady growth without stimulus. I think that's even better than showing this exponential growth with stimulus. I think it would be a more of a bullish signal if next quarter, say, we get like half the stimulus check we did before. That Home Depot still grows at even a slight 5% or Walmart grows at a a steady 2.5% revenues year over year. I think that's great. I think that shows that they can still grow without a stimulus check. 
or even another quarter of a stimulus check, whatever it may be, whatever legislation they put on, I would much prefer to see these companies not grow at this. These aren't growth companies. Home Depot and Walmart are not growth. They're long-standing companies that don't need to show 25% same-source sales growth, right? They don't need to show an $8 billion increase in revenues year over year in the case of Home Depot for this, this last quarter. They don't need to show that. They just need to show that they can still continually grow with being a long-standing company. So regardless of the stimulus worries, I'm long-term bullish, both Home Depot and Walmart, specifically Walmart, because I think Walmart is doing the right thing right now really locking into that e-commerce business. Now, another earnings call we had today was Kohl's. Kohl's reported a little bit less of a loss. We, this seems to be happening with a lot of companies lately. They reported a loss of 25 cents versus an expected loss of 88 cents. Revenues fell 23% year over year, but still beat expectations. So they didn't fall as badly as people thought. But here's another one where people are worried about back to school. And I think honestly, if we're going to be straightforward here, Cole's biggest worry shouldn't be back to school. Cole's biggest worry should be staying in business. Uh, you see it with the retailers right now. A lot of them are dying out. A lot of them have declared bankruptcy over the past couple months. I think the number was 10 last time I checked of major retailers between Brooks Brothers, Lord & Taylor, all those type of stores. So Cole should really focus on staying in business and not worry as much about the back to school aspect. So, you know, with that being said, I don't know what Kohl's balance sheet looks like. I don't know how much real estate Kohl's owns, but if Kohl's is in the same situations as say a Macy's or a JCPenney, where they have all that property locked in and they're not leasing at leasing all that property, they're not paying leases. Um, I think now might be a good time to start shutting down on profitable stores and selling off those properties, whether it be to Amazon or to a, a real estate investment trust, one of those type of things in order. I know they said they had some pretty good liquidity on their hands, but I think getting more liquidity uh, might be needed. And, you know, anytime you can get a little bump and, you know, get rid of some of those stores that might be dragging you down is always a good thing. So that's it for earnings today. Like I said, we have Target tomorrow, which is another big one. It'll be interesting to see how they compare to Walmart. Um, they pretty much kind of trade coincide and same with Lowe's is reporting tomorrow too. So Lowe's and Home Depot kind of trade coincide. So expect a big number from Lowe's, but at the same time, expect a little bit of a drop unless the CEO totally knocks guidance out of the park, which I don't think he's going to do considering Home Depot came in pretty conservative with guidance stating that they were really worried about the stimulus checks. So some less, not so much earnings stories, but, oh, wait, we got one more earnings today. My fault. Advanced Auto Parts reported a great quarter, and they actually finished up on the day, about 3%. Advanced Auto Parts, $2.92 a share versus $1.97 a share. $2.5 billion in revs versus $2.37 billion in revs. And like I said, that was a rock star earnings report by auto uh, Advanced Auto Parts. You know, I think, again, another one of those situations where maybe the stimulus money helped. The CEO didn't mention it. Obviously, they, they said they weren't reporting guidance, um, which seems to be the new trend here lately is to not report guidance, which, you know, in this case, can you fault them considering that Home Depot and Walmart got slapped down for guidance? But in reality, they had two great earnings reports. So advanced auto parts, I think, is another situation where people are, you know, at home, they're bored, they need stuff to do, and let's go fix up the car, you know? So I think a great earnings report by them. I look forward to seeing what they do in the future. I'm a little, you know, wary on them. I'm not as bullish on them because I, I don't think people are buying cars 
like they're buying homes because it's just not the same thing. Um, and I think that this, you know, fascination on improving your car is going to go down because you can do a lot more to your home than you can do to your car. Right. So and I think, you know, while this is a great report and I can expect maybe not as rapid growth, I could still expect, you know, regular growth from them. I don't think it's going to be at the same rate as, say, a Home Depot or a Walmart. So I would say that's a hold for me. Um, I, I wouldn't rate it a buy right now. It's actually a really expensive stock, too. It's a lot. Well, Home Depot and Walmart aren't cheap either, but it's a really expensive stock. So getting away from earnings, Kodak today shot up to $13 a share amid a huge, huge uh, short squeeze. So for those of you who don't know what a short squeeze is, people short the stock. They are betting that the price is going to go down. And in order to make your profit off that, you have to buy these shares back at your you're, it's a real complicated thing that's really hard to explain over a podcast, maybe a YouTube video one day. Check out our YouTube channel. We'll be done on it. But you got to buy the shares back and sell. It's a, it's a whole process. But what happens when you cover those shares and buy those shares back, the stock ticks up because it's a buy action. And when a ton, a ton of people cover all at once, the stock shoots up. It, and Kodak today, that's what happened. The short interest was very, very high. A bunch of people covered all at the same time, because as like, you know, a couple people cover, you see the stock tick up and then a couple more people are, oh my God, it's ticking up too, too high for me. I need to cover, cover there, more people, more people. And it just keeps climbing. And it got to $13 a share today. It was halted three or four times. Uh, and it even finished up, I think 4% to about $8 a share, which it's just really crummy that this company is getting this much attention for, you know, what they pulled with the CEO. It seems like, uh, you know, with the stock options, getting it two or three days before the loan. It's just ridiculous. It's crummy that this company even gets news. Um, I don't think they'll be able to compete at all with, you know, any overseas pharmaceutical companies. That's what they got the loan for is to help produce pharmaceutical stuff. They're never going to be able to compete with any overseas company who can do it for a lot cheaper labor wise and a lot cheaper parts wise. So like I said, I don't even know why we're giving this company any news, but it happened today and I felt like it was worth talking about. Another one, Take-Two Interactive acquired PlayDot mobile game developer for about $192 million between, I think the breakdown was $100 million in stock and $90 million in cash. Take-Two Interactive is something I'm very, very bullish on. It's actually the video game company I like the most. I think their game catalog suffices the best compared to all the other companies. I don't really love EA Sports. I don't love Activision, you know, because... The thing about Take-Two is you don't realize they do have, we can sit here and talk about the possibilities of Grand Theft Auto 6 and all of that. But what they have right now is they have the NBA license. The NBA license is just a, one big giant microtransaction. And if you don't know what a microtransaction is, it's an in-game purchase. That's just making pure profit off of that. So like, that their catalog just is is built where they have a ton of ton of games with in-game purchases and they just got the NFL license and I just think Take Two is the best in place video game out of the video game developers. And I think this just kinda it puts them over the edge. It puts them in the mobile spot. I don't know much about PlayDot. I know they have some game that was brought out last year, the year before, and it's already got like eighty million unique users. So there's growth there. I, I just think Take Two's in the best place right now. It was in the best place before this purchase, and this purchase even puts them in a better place, exposing them to mobile game side. So it will be really interesting to see how they use PlayDot and what they do 
mobile mobily. And if that translates to maybe a better NBA 2K experience on your phone, or maybe a Grand Theft Auto experience on your phone, they do have the Grand Theft Auto license. They own Rockstar Games. They own Red Dead Redemption. So maybe a Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption mobile experience. So I like I said, I'm just very, I'm more out of all the companies we talked about, I'm most, most bullish on Take-Two Interactive. I have been for a while. I think it's the best video game company out there right now, just strictly because from a stock basis, it's not even because of their games. Their games are good, but from a stock basis, they're apt to make the most money with the way their games are. And a lot of people complain about the microtransactions, but it makes the company money. So they're not, not they're not, not going to do it. And then finally, the one macroeconomic story we have today is the dollar hit a two-year low. And again, we've talked about the, the midst of inflation that we are in. And I think that today is just an indicator that it's not getting any better. And it's probably not going to get any better in the near-term future. I'm very wary. I do think we're going to the dollar is going to probably hit its two, even farther down in two it's a two-year low it's the lowest it's been since 2018 and in 2018 it hit about 89 dollars uh, it's out of 100 the dollar index is out of 100 and it was hit it hit 89 dollars and typically that just means inflation and you know sometimes it means other things interest rates are too high interest rates are too low but right now low interest rates us pumping money into the economy the u.s dollar is becoming worth less and less and our buying power as consumers is going to continually get worse over the next year, I think. And like we've said over and over, I don't think the election's going to help. Um, but that is it for today. A lot of great earnings today. Not much macroeconomic wise, so no macroeconomic rant from me. But tomorrow we will have Target and Lowe's reporting earnings, who, which I expect to go hand in hand with what Walmart and Home Depot did. But we'll have those numbers on the show. And I gave my YouTube sh channel a shout out today in the podcast. Go look it up. Parker Friedman, it's in my link tree, which is in my bio of both my Twitter and my Instagram, Twitter at the Notorious PF3 and Instagram Parker underscore Friedman three. Make sure you follow those both and check out the YouTube channel. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, stay investing.